This is the American Dream, Dusted Rhodes, son of a plumber, daddy, and you're listening to the Bob Culture Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special AEW All Out episode of the BCP. Right now, you are listening to a cover of Fozzie's Judas by my good friends in Damnation. Guys, as always, thank you for letting me use your tunage. Check out my good friends in Damnation now on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, all that good stuff, guys. Thank you so much. And right now, let's introduce our all-star stellar panel. Right now, talking AEW All Out. Please welcome back to the show. She is the queen of the indies, the heartbreak chick, host of the All Elite Pod, and in charge of the No Holds Barred Network, whatever resume. Please Welcome back to the show, Miss Tiffany. Tiff, what's up? How are you? Damn, you should be exhausted with that intro. <laughs> oh, I got the coffee. Damn, you forgot EVP of Giggles, too. So that I. <laughs> oh, that's true. I got too many names, man. Like, it's too many names. I'm good. <laughs> so, my, so, my question is here uh, you'll introduce me later. You have your list of husbands, which we know about. You have your list of wives, which I saw on Twitter today. But I, I heard. I heard through the Twitter sphere you have a, a list of podcasters. Who's number one on that list? <laughs> That's, we made it official the other day, so Rob is uh, the number one husband for the podcaster. I'm not worthy. Because he's a swarthy drummer. Uh, uh, he's, he's, he's such ladies. He is constantly posting those thirst traps on Instagram. With those longing, those doughy eyes. He's wearing the, he's wearing the tank tops with a little bit of the chest he's showing. Ladies, he's he's out of the lighthouse in Maine. He's in the Bob Cave now. All I'm saying is, as they would have said 20 years ago, holler at your boy because he's out there. No, he, so Rob, he is, why don't you introduce me? He is a bro- broken Rob Hardy. I think you're incorrect, but I do appreciate the uh, the plug right there. And of course, that other handsome voice you hear on the Bob Culture podcast. Please welcome back to the show, lay editor in chief. Hashtag dad instincts. Hashtag you know why, Bill. Please welcome back to the show, Mr. Bill Bodkin. What's up, bro? So I just want to excuse my behavior on this podcast because I decided <laughs> I was going to drink tonight. And Rob's like, "You need I need you on a podcast in 20 minutes while you're doing a fantasy football draft. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I good like thing it. it's on AEW because I can talk about that in any state. <laughs> so yeah, glad to be here. Uh, I don't have my makeup done like Miss Tiffany. <laughs> Nor do I Neither. my post and thirst traps like Rob, but you know I'm here, man. I'm here. I got I'm the American nightmare tonight because Cody's out. <laughs> uh, the Jameson sponsorship, I believe. It was Tito's, tonight. but you know I, I tried to keep it classy for a night. <laughs> but we got Fat Pharaoh because oh. you know the whole story with Fat Pharaoh. He's the mascot of AEP. All right, because you have Pharaoh, right? But this one's fat, and he looks like Pharaoh, so well, I mean, it's not. For- F A T. It's P H A T. Love it. And so, of course, the AEP is the All Elite podcast that you host. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, oh Rob, don't think I don't know how to throw a shameless promo in there. That's yeah. why you're here, Bill. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. Now, everyone, please, as I always say here, bear with me. Going through a big move, setting up the studio, trying to keep up with everything going on in the wrestling world. Uh, as Bill just mentioned, I called an impromptu podcast to hammer this one out. So let's get to it. Let's talk a little bit. AEW signature show all out. I'm excited for this one. As always, we start with ladies first here on the BCP. And we're going to talk about Swole taking on Brit, who is apparently... Back in action, guys, who I saw last week in, what, a 
handicap match, I guess. Yep. And that was very interesting. But Britt is officially cleared to wrestle. Yeah, yes. that was always, I think that was always the goal that she was going to be ready for all out. Yeah, she said that on one of the dynamite, like after <clears throat> she got hurt and then that she was going to have all that surgery and everything. So she said that that she was going to be back at all out. This so. is going to be a, they're calling it a tooth and nail match, which <laughs> I did not get the uh, logistics on that. So I don't know if like teeth are going to be pulled or we're just going to have manicures going on. But I'm ready for this match, man, because Swole, I think she's over this quarantine, man. She has just taken her, her stock to the next level. She's in. I think the AEW fan base is behind her, and Britt's just been... Well, shit. I'm just gonna say it. She's been dynamite, <laughs> you know. But no, she's been great. She's she pulled a Steve Austin, which I think we were all hoping for her to do. Is like when she's hurt, she actually made herself more valuable, just through her promos and through her characters, like Austin did back in the '90s after the Owen Hart, you know, um, pile driver incident. So yeah, this I don't know what we're gonna get out of this match. Uh, as a match was what I mean, because like they got to protect Britt because she's gonna have some ring rust, and we don't want her to re-injure her, you know, her knee. I'm going to go... Britt Baker's going to win this one. And the By return. Crook. There will be interference and shenanigans and hijinks, and she will win because um, I think Swole's a little better in the chase for this one. Ooh. Very well said. That's interesting. Swole, I mean, by also the way. drunk, so my... My, my opinion is going to be worse than usual. So, um, Although maybe my picks are going to be better because my picks are always wrong. Well, <laughs> we'll see what happens. I think Swole's gear is also always on point to hashtag uh, wrestling fashion for our friend uh, Queen of NE over there. But let's talk to the Queen of Indies. What do you think about this one? You know, it's crazy because I really feel – you know, we've all been excited for this match, right? This is probably one of the most built matches that we've had for All Out. I feel like for it's the longest built match. And yeah. I'm so upset that it's in the buy-in. All right? I'm very upset that it's in the buy-in. I understand we have to give a little something so people can pay-per-view the event. But this match, I don't feel, should be in the buy-in. To be honest with you, I feel like, uh, and I know Bill's not going to agree with me on this one, but oh, I mean, you I can really convince me like, of anything at this point. I feel like this <laughs> should be switched out with the ape man. Um, no, I, I, I don't disagree with that, but I just wonder if they're doing it to protect Brit because they're just hedging their bet of how she'll be in the ring. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Um, and I'm hoping that I feel like every time there's a pay-per-view that Britt always gets hurt. So I hope to God she doesn't get hurt again <laughs> in a pay-per-view. Um, but I'm, I'm rooting for Big Swole on this one. So, I mean, I could see it going Britt, but I don't know. I, I just feel like, especially with the go-home show today, I just feel like it's going to go to Big Swole. Maybe we get ah. little, little Swole shows up, evens the odds for her. I'd be Maybe. all about that. I would. I love Lil Swall. Hell Which yeah. Which is Nicole Savoy, for all those who don't know who Lil Swall is. Interesting. I like where your guys' heads are at. Uh, that should be interesting on the uh, kickoff show, or the buy-in, I should say, not the kickoff show. Wrong brand. Let's talk about another match that was added tonight, the Jurassic Express. Um, you know, the anti-smart Luchasaurus' number one fan, of course, we always talk about here, versus the Young Bucks. This is an interesting one. I'm not entirely sure how this one came about, but I think this is going to be a Great match, and as we always say here on the BCP, the real winners. Uh, the fans. fans. That's right. Bill, what do you got? 
Well, this came about because what they did was they had an interesting little gimmick match today. It was uh, Bucks and Jurassic Express versus uh, Tiff's favorite uh, private party. And SCU. Okay. Um, party? Yeah, I love the shirt. I was going to say, I got a wrestling shirt on, but it's Ric Flair. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Uh, but it was a versus private party and SCU of Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. And the stipulation was the winner of the match... The, the team, the four, the eight men who won, they would face each other at all out. Right. So the Bucks and Jurassic Express won, and so they're going to face each other. That's how that happened. Uh, if I had to pick a winner, I don't know, man. It's like the easy, the layup, the finger roll is is the Young Bucks because obviously they're the Young Bucks. But they've lost a lot of big matches. They lost to to Double P yes. Private Party in. An amazing match in the early days of Dynamite. <sighs> I think I think they're gonna they're gonna stall this FTR Young Bucks match for as long as they possibly can. Someone's and, gonna get hurt. Um, because on it, someone's gonna get hurt. I I don't know why you're saying that. Because that's what always happens when they stretch things out. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, that's why I was wondering because because they want the fans there, so I think they're going to stretch this out for a while. So I think I'm going to go upset here. I'm going to go Jurassic Express because I think the elite still need. There's a lot of dissolution that has to happen or dissolving that has to happen in the elite right now, and I'm going to go uh, Jurassic Express, and that will be the first contenders for the AEW tag team titles. Will be for FTR will be Jurassic Express and Luchasaurus looked. Like he did a year ago, for the first time, I feel like tonight on Dynamite, because I feel like he's always been a little off since the 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 injury. You know, I think it was a soft tissue injury. Which, if you what, if you we just did a fantasy draft tonight, like football players, sometimes it takes them a full year to get healthy. I think it took a while for Luchasaurus to really get his get his footing back. He looked awesome tonight i was almost gonna say dynamite and i was like jesus christ stop saying dynamite so much wait let uh, me get alcohol because i feel like the amount of times that you're gonna say dynamite tonight i should be taking a shot i was I doing mean, that too I should be. <laughs> let's just do it let's make it a party I, gotta, I still gotta go to work i mean let's do it um but i'm going Jurassic express your shameless plug <laughs> it's a private party. It's a pro- oh, sorry. And you know, I'm a little upset. Obviously, those are my boys. I love them to death. Everybody knows it. Those are the boys. Um, to be honest with you, I really thought it was going to be SCU versus Private Party at at uh, All Out because Private Party was advertising a contest that whoever won their contest to do like a dance to their theme song, which me and April were supposed to do it, and we forgot because we got all crazy at Synergy. Um, but you know, so I'm upset, you know, because I'm always going to root for my boys and I'm always going to be biased. But anyway, so we have Jurassic Express and we have the Young Bucks here. And on paper, I it was funny because I was talking to Kyle like while this match, I was like, I see you in private party are going definitely. And then and then I was like, oh, OK, I was wrong. <laughs> so I was like, that's not happening then. So I was like, all right. So we have this match and I'm going to go with Jurassic Express as well because. We need to start building our other tag teams here. And I agree. We're going to, I think we're going to push out for Matt and Nick for a while with FTR. Um, man, it's their company. This is like how it feels like their company, right? So they should win. 
but and they have to be on all out. But yeah, Jurassic Express is gonna take this one. They 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 need this win. They they need to start ranking up here in tag team. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a, I think that's a good pick. I'm a big fan, obviously. Like I said, of Luchasaurus. Uh, I loved his match with Wardlow a little while back. That was great. So I'm excited to hear that he's doing very well and is healthy and all that stuff. You guys mentioned earlier uh, that eight man, I believe. Tag match with what is it? The Dark Order. Who else is involved? In that uh, so you have Brody, Colt Cabana, Evil Uno, and Stu. And then if it's versus Matt Cardona, Scorpio Sky, and the Natural Nightmares. Interesting pairings. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it talk- makes sense because it was built up a couple of weeks ago, like on Dynamite, and I know that Matt Cardona's like contracted for five matches with AEW. Right. So- and since, I mean, I don't know if you want to go there now, because like now I didn't really didn't pick my picks. So I'm kind of picking off air right now. With oh, you better. I love it. So, um, I mean, so I guess we're going into this match now. Um, yeah, let's do it. All right. So I, this was kind of a tough one for me. And this is what I always do at AP when we do our predictions and stuff. And as, as I start talking myself, I kind of go, walk myself into my prediction sometimes. Um, so that seems what's going to happen here. Um, I really feel that I really don't know. <laughs> I, really don't, I really don't know. Yeah, go. Because, but the reason why I'm saying is because I feel like like Dark Order needs to look so damn strong here, right? Because Brody just won and it would look so bad if, if they lost, right? But it's Matt Cardona, right? And that's what's kind of swaying me the other way. But all right, come back to me. <laughs> Maybe it's like uh, like a QT Marshall takes the pin. It doesn't hurt anyone kind of a thing. Brother, if, if there's anyone if, destined to take a pin, it's QT Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I do think the Dark Order goes over here. You can't have Brody Lee. I mean, is there a possibility that Matt Cardona gets the surprise roll up on somebody or he, he takes a pin and then he's because I, I honestly think the end game here is Cardona and Brody Lee are going to hook up and they're not in that way. I'm, I apologize. They're going to fight. Um, although if they did like who gives a shit, I love his love. Um, and it's just like, you know, I, those two are going to fight. And I think that's going to be the impetus for Cody to come back. Uh, because obviously he's injured slash filming Stephen Amell's show in Georgia uh, about pro wrestling, which I need to get a screener for when it's finished. And yeah, I look at this as like somehow Cardona has to get to Brody Lee and I think they still need to win because there's a lot of stories being told here. Like I said, Cardona with Cody, you also have Brody and Colt that still needs to be told here. And I think by them beating them, and beating them viciously or cheating. I think it'll be like by hook or by crook. Because remember there's 9,000 members of the Dark Order. Like we're going to start seeing that fissure between Colt and Brody. I don't believe Matt Cardona is only there for five shows. I mean, yes, he is there for five shows. But he will be there for more shows, I believe. Yeah. He's not yeah. going. He's not doing this to be like, hey, WWE, hire me back. Like <laughs> I, I think he's going to be there uh, full time when they start touring again. And... So I'm going to go Dark Order because, like, listen, it's going to be – like I think this is a sleeper match because, one, Uno and Stu, awesome. Love them when they were Super Smash Brothers. Colt, love Colt. Brody Lee, awesome. Scorpio Sky has not got enough time. He's great. Dustin is just <laughs> – I don't get Dustin, like, how he's still doing this shit. QT Marshall is going to eat the pin. 
And uh, yeah, this is going to be, I think this is going to be really, it's going to be fun chaos and Dark Order takes the win. Tiff, do uh, you want to piggyback on that? Mm. Yeah, I know. See, this is what I do with Kyle on uh, all elite podcasts. Uh, for real. It's, it's crazy. But you know what? This is why I love AEW because it's so refreshing to sit here and like fight with myself of the predictions. So and and that's what I like to have. I don't want to assume and like know. And I love being caught off guard of like, oh, damn, I was wrong. So I love that. Um, and, and you're absolutely right. Like I love Scorpio sky and like, I'm so happy he's getting the singles run that he deserves. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously not in this match, but he definitely deserves a singles run here. Um, but obviously like, it's true. I think if, uh, it's either going to be QT or it's going to be Dustin that eats this fall. So, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with like, originally, like I had thought the dark order was going to take this. And like I said, I kind of talked myself into a bag. So then I start thinking the other way, but yeah, let's let's. I'm gonna stick with that. We're gonna go with the Dark Order. They definitely need to look strong here. Yeah, but going off what you said, like that's the cool thing about AEW because we could logically look at this match and say, like, well, one team could beat the other. Like right. we're not walking in and be like, oh, obviously this is going to happen. And I'm well, not just talking ragging on WWE. I'm just saying, like any pay per view, you walk into a New Japan, Ring of Honor, even some AEW stuff, you're like, oh god, like. Maybe not so much AW, but it's just like you walk in the shows, you're like, I know who's going to win this match easily. But AW has, especially with their pay per views, has this way of being like, mm, but maybe not. Maybe we fool you. And like, that's what I love about that company. Yeah. Um, and you guys, you guys ready for a name drop here? You guys are echoing the sentiments of one Mr. Tommy Dreamer who was on the show yesterday. So check out that interview. But it's also a tie-in because he will be at the watch party, an outdoor, under-the-stars, all-out watch party at the Showboat in Atlantic City, presented by our good friends at BCW. Check out the Bob Culture podcast sponsored match of Miss Riley Shepard, the gladiator of the geeks, taking on Miss Vanity for the BCW Women's Championship match. Shameless promo over. Let's go on to the next match. Let's talk a little bit about the tag titles, the AEW World Tag Team Title Championship match of FTR taking on the champions, Omega and Hangman Page. A lot going on here with the Elite. Uh, Tiff, let's start with you on this one. I, um, <clears throat> I've i been saying this for months for me. I'm kind of tired of the whole Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, and I'm ready for new uh, tag teams. I Really feel it's just uh, <laughs> I'm not I'm not like going negative with it. I just I uh, FTR and the Young Bucks do not need the tag team titles for this match to happen, and it drives me crazy uh, because it's going to be a good match. It's something we want, and I feel like also like they're going to like push this as well for fans to be in the building for this. But the way that I feel like that they've been booking the AEW, FTR is taking these damn belts. Um, but I should be happy, right? Because I said, I was like, I I really wasn't a huge fan in the beginning of Kenny and uh, Paige together. But I feel like, and I was talking about this long-term booking yesterday with one of my friends, and I was like, Kenny, Kenny's probably eventually going to be the one that takes the AEW tag, t- uh, the AEW belt off Moxley, and then how Ooh, much sweeter nope. would it be? See, long term Brooklyn, how much sweeter it would mean so much more when Hangman Page takes that belt because we've been building Hangman Page for so long. So, so I kind of get it with the tag team, 
Um, but me personally, like I said, I'm ready for new tag team uh, titles on uh, a new team. I wish it was my boy's private party. No, excuse me. I wish it was best friends. <laughs> but that's a whole other story. But yeah, I think I think FTR is taking the belts off. Great point, Tiff, saying uh, that the belts don't need to be part of that FTR Young Bucks feud. That's a very fantastic point. Uh, I wish, again, I always say I wish I had those points to give to you guys. We'll, we'll get there one day. Uh, Bill, your thoughts on this one? See, I think they do need to be in this feud. And I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because the Young Bucks have been denied and have lost their opportunities at those belts forever. And sure. I think they don't even need to win that match for it to be special. I feel like when you get that crowd back, and I'm thinking double or nothing three, 2021. Say we get 75% capacity in Las Vegas, and you finally get that match. They finally touch for the first time like in a ring for the title. The energy in that building is going to be palpable. You can drizzle that shit on pancakes. It's going to be so delicious. It's going to be like, and the Bucks don't need to win. They don't. But just the thought they could finally win the big one. And that's going to be their thing of the, for the Bucks is like, everyone thought they would book themselves to win the title off the bat. But it's like, are they finally going to win the big one? And I think like the answer will be, no, they're not on that match. I think they eventually will, but I feel like uh, FTR is going to take this. The promo they did tonight with Hangman talking about like, we didn't influence you to turn on the Bucks. We didn't influence you to be shitty towards Kenny. It's all you. So now you've built this inner turmoil of alcoholic hangman page with those bloodshot eyes and it's from crying and all that stuff. It it now sets us in a path with hangman that we don't know where he's going to go because like the rumor is like, Oh, is he going to join this like kind of horseman thing that they're going to do and join FTR and Tully and maybe Sean Spears, you know, what's going to happen with hangman? What's going to happen with Kenny, who's gotten way more aggressive these days? He beat the shit out of Marco Stunt. Like, that's not Kenny Omega. That's not the Kenny we know. Or we've seen in AEW, I should say. So, yeah, FTR is going to win this match. This match is going to be bonkers the Bobcat. It's going to be so good. Yeah, a little WB reference right there. Disney Afternoon for everybody. But um, nice. it's only good for me. It's, only, it's just jokes for me at this point. Uh, <laughs> but it's this match is going to be great, I think. Because I don't think FTR, in my opinion, has not had a bad match since they started AEW. Um, and this is going to be great. And the potential for where Hang- the Hangman and Kenny just have to split up because the potential for both of them is massive. And then to see, because I really think my whole grand long-term booking thing is Inner Circle is going to go to the background. And then FTR, this new FTR Tully group is going to, new faction is going to be rising while Dark Order takes over that inner circle, you know, dominance of the show. And so then then we'll have it's it's the old world class booking that MLW took and didn't do too well with. And then of <laughs> like one one state, one faction to rule them all. That faction goes away. Next next faction up. And I think that's what's gonna happen. I think we're gonna see the rise of that. It's gonna be super cool. And I'm pun intended. All in for that. <laughs> <laughs> But this match is going to be. This is. I think this is the match of the night. Wow! Because I mean, we saw what they did with the Bucks. Yeah. And that was just like stupendous, bringing that one out of the cobwebs. And like, I think this. You know, it's going to be a different style, but it's going to be 
they're going to just it, it okay they're going to go all out <laughs> i'm sorry it's, just, it's right there it's there for me for the taking but they're going to like i remember the first time i ever saw ftr they fought american alpha and it was at the dallas takeover and it was like a 1989 nwa tag team match like a steiner brothers versus legion of dune or steiner brothers versus tully and arn it was that classic type of match i think we're going to see that spirit in the Ooh. ring there i'm as the kids would say i'm bad about it it's going to be great it's going to be great mm-hmm. take I'm- it very interesting. Uh, I want to talk about a match that I've been stoked for. Uh, of course, we have the AEW Women's Champion, uh, Sheeta, taking on a uh, another former BCP guest, our good friend, Miss Thunder Rosa, the NWA Women's World Champion. I really wanted to roll the R's there, but I am not qualified for that. Oh, but uh, love, love Thunder Rosa. Stoked for this. You know, like, Bill, you and I used to always talk about, like, things where Matt Hardy might kind of get involved earlier on with AEW coming from WWE and like where worlds kind of collided and stuff like that. I love this kind of stuff, man. Seeing Thunder Rosa take on Sheeta, this, this is fantastic. I think Thunder Rosa is going to ultimately utilize this platform to the fullest. I'm so excited for this one. Tiff, uh, any thoughts on this one? I mean, this is crazy. Like, this is a match that I've been looking forward to as well. I love my girl, Sheeta. I'm huge, huge fan. Me and Kyle are like, like Sheeta is on the list of wives. And, yes. and, and I love her to death. And, and, you know, it's so funny for someone who never watched Stardom. And I got so excited. Shout out to our boy, uh, JPQ, and who got me a little bit into some Stardom as well. And I really felt, and you know, to be at All Out last year. Oh, I'm you sure, lucky dog. Like, um, like, yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Um, but I just I started falling in love with like the the Joshis and stuff. So I really I really enjoyed like Rio and and, and uh, or as we call Rihu on AP. Uh, <laughs> but and then Thunder Rosa, of course, uh, because I am Queen of the Indies. I mean, come on. I mean, who doesn't love our girl Thunder Rosa? So I'm so glad that AEW gives that platform to our indie peeps. We've seen so many with like Cody. So yeah, it's about some damn time that we got some women from the indies. Let's go. Um, so this is going to be, this is going to be a match. I'm so excited for a lot of people who are not familiar with her, uh, yes. Rosa to finally see her in action. Um, but, and I love the fact that like, maybe this is a start of a partnership with, uh, wa as well so we'll see what happens there um but you know gotta go with my girl sheeta because i love my list of wives sheeta (laughs) so yeah that's my thoughts on that very well very well said tip excuse me bill your thoughts on this one do you think sheeta is also going to win uh you know it's crazy man like there, like again like you think the easy answer is, of course, she is going to win. She's the AEW Women's Champion. Right. Why would she lose? But if you watch the match tonight between Thunder Rosa and former WWE slash NXT slash Mayhem Classic competitor and coach Serena Deeb, where Jim Ross was like, basically, they had to stop him from saying this is the best women's match I've seen in AEW. Um, because they're like, dude, like, there's been other great matches. Stop it. Um, this was... And they were excellent together in the ring. And Thunder Rosa, yeah. man, if if and when her AEW NWA contract expires, if I'm AEW, I'm just like, how many zeros do you want on that check? Cool, you're in. 
because she's she's great. She looked awesome. I remember her as Cobra Moon in Lucha Underground, and I was just like, character's cool, don't get it, get her in the ring, don't vibe with it, and I think it was just the character, because as soon as she began, I saw her as Thunder Rosa, I'm like, oh, she's great. And this is really smart booking by AEW. It's like, obviously the women's division is in a rebuild, even though they won't admit it. This takes all the pressure off the women's division booking to be like, okay, we have a ready-made champion here with Thunder Rosa. She's got that cachet of being a women's women's champion. She's got a great name. She's going to take on Shida. We can build Brit Swole. We can, we got these tag champs. We've got like, we're going to have Brandy and, um, Allie. uh, No, Anna Jay. We're going to have them rumble at some oh. point because she choked her out, which I thought was yeah. really cool. So, yeah, it, and he gives you a high-profile women's match. And they gave Serena and Thunder Rosa a lot of time to work, and it was super cool. This, this I think, will be the 1A to FTR, uh, Hangman, and Kenny's one. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to tear this shit up. It's going to be really good. Would I be shocked if Thunder Rosa walks out with the end of, with the AEW Women's Title? No, I wouldn't. Oh. No, I wouldn't. I'm going to go Sheeta, but mark yeah. my words, I am not much like I said. Roman Reigns is going to show up at at, pay, at <laughs> SummerSlam. Uh, you're welcome, Rob. Uh, is I would not be shocked if if especially since NWA's got that show coming up real soon. Man, they walk in with the AEW title. That's oh, gonna man. put some. That's so, gonna put some eyes on there. Then you go say have the yeah. women going over to the NWA and some NWA women coming over. You still got some good talent there. Let's oh, do my it. God. Oh, I'm all for this. I'm all for this. I've been saying stuff like this on the podcast uh, that we need more like open relationships because just think of the possibilities that we can send over. Like why you know why can't like. You know, eventually, like I feel like we're gonna get Cody and, and Nick Aldis again. Eventually, I mean, like I don't know when, like uh, like sleep, Cody okay. gonna go over there. So I would love this open door with this. So oh man, but you're right. I wouldn't be shocked either. Like if she walked out with the belt, why not? Because we had uh, the Lucha Bros and uh, uh, Kenny's, Triple A. Kenny's right? Triple A. Uh, Kenny's the Mega Campion. He's defended as many times, more times than Jeff Jarrett and Ray Phoenix did. Um, and why aren't they not bringing more women in from AAA? You got a lot of talent there, but AEW has always been like, "Hey, we're ready to work with anybody." And I think there's a lot of other companies ready to work with them. They've already worked with MLW to make sure MJF gets there. They gave them strong hearts for their Philadelphia show and their New York shows. Like, there's working relationships here. Let's like let's keep yeah. it going because this only makes everyone better. Yes, love it. Very, very well said, guys. And like we said, we like always New love Japan. Seeing... Work with AEW. It'd be great. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, maybe one day. It'd be very interesting. And we love seeing, like, our indie pals showing up on AEW Dark. That's great. Oh, you know, you never... When we get to the Battle Royale, Rob, I'm going to blow your fucking mind. Oh, I like the I like the segue, but real quick, you know, in other companies or other organizations, sometimes you feel that, like, you're in that box, you know. Um, certain things aren't going to happen in AEW. You never know who's going to arrive, whether it's someone from the Indies, an indie darling, uh, whether it's someone who was formerly in another organization. And that's the thing that keeps us tuning in. I think it's really exciting and really fun. And I just love seeing uh, dreams come true for people. And, uh, you know, 
not even a plug here, just a congratulations uh, to our good friend, Mr. Joe Gacy, who's, who's been a big part of this show, done some stuff for Pop Break as well, Bill. Uh, congratulations to uh, Mr. Gacy on being signed in NXT. So very, very happy for him. Uh, so good to just see people accomplish their dreams, and, and that's great. I can't wait to see what uh, NXT has in store for Joe Gacy. Can't wait for that. Um, I see Bill biting his tongue over there. We move on to our, our next no, match. No, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the next match, yeah. Okay, well, the next match, you segued it, Bill, so I'll throw it back to you. The Casino Royale, uh, or I'm sorry, the Casino, it's late. Battle Royale, what do you got? Uh-oh, what's happening over there, Tiff? Who do I see over there? It's Trent. It's Trent. <laughs> the headband of all headbands, man. Outside of Nick Jackson, Trent's got the best headband in the biz. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to pull it out for it. So. The funny thing is, I remember he would he was working like for this guy like in North Jersey. And it was a, for Stars and Stripes Championship Wrestling. He was working as Plasma when he was like sixteen. I always remember seeing his name there. And now he's like, you know, his mom's still driving him to shows, and he's Trent. Oh. You know, it's awesome. But your boy Serpentico looks like he's going to be in this. Really? Because he got in. There was a big a big fracas. A, a Donnybrook, a Pier Six Brawls, they would say, and. Serpentico was one of the first guys in the ring to try and break it up. He was brawling. He got called out a few times in commentary. So I definitely, and he's won some matches on Dark with uh, the original Death Dealer Luther. So I could see Serpentico in that uh, Battle Royale. I'm all in, as you say, Bill. Uh, Love that. I mean, he's going to be all out because he's going to get his ass thrown out. But I mean, like, (laughs) no offense to withholding his real name. But like no, I mean he's he's a guy who's like he's a colorful character. He should be in the ring. He should be doing that. He should be one of the first guys in there. But I mean, yeah, you got a lot of you got a lot of, you got a lot of heavy hitters in this one, man. Yeah, for sure. He's gonna be flying through the air at some point. But lo- love what he's doing. So happy to see him in that ring. I would love to see him on the pay per view in that capacity. Uh, any other surprises, Bill, or any picks for uh, potential winners? <sighs> so. I don't know everyone who's going to be in this match, so I you definitely know that you got Brian Cage, Ricky Starks. There it is. I got you. Got Darby Allen, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix, Butcher, Blade, Eddie Kingston, Sean Spears, Billy Gunn, Austin Gunn, Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, and uh, Chuck and Trent. So far, so that's what seventeen. I think it is. I'm going to say so yeah. you're here. Well done. So I'm going to say you're going to have Joey. Kip Sabian. Sonny. Kip. Definitely- yeah, you got to yeah. have Kip in there. you got to have Kip. And then, like, they'll probably leave Cutler That's and Avalon fine. out. Yeah. There's but- got to be, like, a surprise. I feel like there's got to – I yeah. don't know. This thing is heavy hitting, though, right? Yeah. We've already Because the, couple- the winner gets a shot at the title. Yeah, this is a heavy hitting – Royal, like I was like thinking about this earlier. I'm like, damn. I was like, you know, we've had a couple of them already, like in the past year and a half. This one's insane. Like, man, I don't know. This because is... it all depends on who you think is going to come out of that title match. Uh, yeah. Because I... if it's MJF, you got to go with the babyface. If it's Mox, you got to go with the heel. Right. So it's a very interesting dynamic on who it's going to yeah. be. For me. Because like, the Can't easy be- answer, if if MJF wins, it's Darby for me. Right. Yeah. But Darby's got a lot of matches to go with Ricky and Cage. Yes. So that's interesting. So um, 
Okay, so I'm going to go with, like, an obvious answer here. I'm going to go with Eddie Kingston here because he has it, like, debuted because of the fact I'm queen of the indies, man. So I'm going to root for all my indies guy. Here's the guy that I followed in the indie scene. I love him. He's the best on the damn mic, right? And everybody's seen him for days. Couple of weeks and it's like oh my god I just love him so much like oh <laughs> as every all the friends all the wrestler friends that I had they're like that's Theo that's Theo that's Theo like and everybody tells me that and I can definitely see it uh, I think he's probably got like a couple of years on me or whatever but um yeah I just feel like this would be huge because like he's just so good on the mic yeah. and then you know like again we're blessed, right? Because we've been following this guy in the indie scene, right? But not a lot of people like may not know who he is, and like, what a better way to make a name for yourself than to win this? Wow! If you never, see, if you <laughs> want to see a great Eddie Kingston match, go watch him versus now NXT coach Sarah Amato when she was Sarah Del Rey in Chikara. That that and Eddie Kingston and El Generico from Chikara. Those matches. Holy shit, man! So mm-hmm. good. I don't know if I like. I love Eddie Kingston. I love what he's doing with. Uh, I don't even know what you would call that group. It's yeah. besides the best fucking group in AEW, my opinion. <laughs> I mean, if it was up to me, with if I had my druthers, you know, Butcher wins that match, Andy Williams, and he goes straight to the top. Well, it ain't gonna happen. Um, I'm thinking because of who I'm picking for the the. Um, main event I am going to go with Darby Allen I'm going to go Darby wins that and Darby and we build that to uh, full gear or a big dynamite of some sort because I, I just think Darby is just an undone he's the Sabu of AEW he doesn't need the belt Darby he never needs a title because he's become a star he's like he's an attraction to AEW and I think but putting him in a main event feud that's prolonged and not just like, hey, Darby, go wrestle Moxley and make, and have a good match, I think would be pretty awesome. So I'm going to go Darby Allen. Yeah, I think that's a very safe pick. I like that. Um, and Tiff, I, I like your pick as well. I think that would be very interesting. Arguably, of course, one of the greatest uh, mouthpiece doing it today, for sure. Um, that would be very interesting to see. We'll see what happens. And like you said, Bill, it does all kind of go back to who is going to win that world title match. But before we get to that... Let's talk about uh, Le Champion, Chris Jericho taking on uh, Orange Cassidy. This should be a lot of fun. How do you have these dolls? Where do you get them? <laughs> I love do it. You just, For those you watching the them? video, Tiff has dolls of all of the AEW. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you make these? No. I actually found them at Full Gear. There was a girl that she makes like New Japan dolls and she makes AEW dolls. And like I went nuts for Orange Cassidy because he's, you know, he's a husband, you know. And I had to go back and I had to go get the other husband. (laughs) Do you have the name? Give her her a plug. Do you have the name? I can't think of her name right now. Okay, well, we'll share it in the description. That's okay. I gotta find it, but like she does amazing stuff. Like you should have seen the dolls that, like, and she makes other stuff too. So, um, what's his name? Darren the cat from New Japan, right? Darren, that's Darryl. it, right? Uh, Darren, yeah, Darren. Late, I'm tired. <laughs> so, excuse me. Yeah, sorry, guys. She also makes clothing for him as well. So, like, that she'll dress them up in the gear. And I'm like, oh, how cute is that? So, that's it. <laughs> oh. Um, so sorry, I had to. I had to do that. Okay, <laughs> this is what a, a mimosa. What? What? 
match now? Mahos. Ma- <laughs> the, the guy who's been drinking will tell you. It's I've the been Mimosa drinking. Mayhem match. Yes. Yes. What does that entail? Uh, the loser Mimosa? gets dunked in uh, or falls into a huge vat of mimosas. And if people don't know what mimosas are, they're a lovely brunch item made of champagne and orange juice. So obviously orange juice, orange Cassidy, a little bit of the bubbly, Chris Jericho. Mix them together. Just got that. Ow. Yeah, I know you don't drink, so. I just got that. That is actually brilliant. (laughs) Chris Jericho's match, Chris Jericho's creation. Yes. You know, a lot of people I see, like, on social media, like, they're hating on this. And I'm like, you know, ever since I've done, uh, you know, ever since I said that I was going to do a podcast about AEW, I was like, I came in with all this with open mind. So nothing shocks me anymore. And it's entertaining as hell. But I got to be honest with you, Ortiz is going into that batch of champagne and orange juice because he can't swim. Because if you go back to the stadium stampede. Yes. Oh, which is still like as silly as the stadium stampede was. It was it's still one of the best things I've seen in wrestling in forever. It's so much fun. Most of mayhem. That is the most wrestling thing I have ever heard. So it's it's perfect. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, now, is this the match where Orange Cassidy gets that big win over the likes of a Chris Jericho? Obviously, he's well, got a lot of momentum behind him. He Ray did beat Sam. him already. He even got – yeah. Oh, true, true. And Tiff has the doll as well. So is this another big win for Orange Cassidy? <laughs> oh, my God. This is, see, I've lost in this match, right? I'm, re- I'm really, really lost. Like the fangirl of me – wants to go with Arch Cassidy, right? And then, like, the realistic side of me is saying Jericho. But, and I'm salty because I still haven't seen my Arch Cassidy spot. And if you know from the indies that he would carry in his back pocket the orange juice, and obviously, like, we don't need it because of what's going to happen in this match. But the spot, and I complain every time about when these two fight, that when are we going to see the Arch Cassidy spot from the indies? And yeah. he takes he takes a sip of the orange juice and then he spits it in the opponent's face. So I'm salty, and I think I think I've come to acceptance that I'm never going to get it. <laughs> I'm never going to get it. I know it. I know it. I don't know. Um, I love Orange Cassidy. Again, I'm biased. I'm biased with a lot of these guys. Uh, and I love Chris Jericho. He's so great. And he said this has been like the best of like his career. You felt like with Orange Cassidy. Um, but what a what a way to put over Orange Cassidy even more for him to win this match. So, but like I said, Ortiz is going in this mimosa <laughs> and I should be drinking mimosas when this match is happening at my house. So <laughs> that's a, that's a capital idea. I love that. Uh, I think that orange is going to win. I think for a couple reasons, I think that Jericho is going to go on tour and hopefully be responsible. Not an oh, idiot. Uh, stupid, stupid idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Jinx. Uh, but yeah, I think I think Jericho designed this match so he could be dunked in the orange juice because what's the better moment? Chris yeah. Jericho freaking out in a vat of mimosa or Orange Cassidy going in. It's Chris Jericho. And Ortiz. Oh, Ortiz. Ortiz, I could see him be like, hell no, I'm not going out to help you. I almost drowned in the stadium stampede. Like I could see them saying that because they the, the thing about AEW that I love is they don't forget things. Like, he'll be like, I am not going to drown for you again, Chris Jericho. Which actually could be, like, the dissolution of 
the inner circle for a little bit because he could be like, we're not drowning for you, man. We're not going back in the drink for you. We're not coming out. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Jericho, you know, and I think Jericho, like Cody, will fade off into the into the ether for a little bit so he can do his thing. And I eventually think, maybe not at full gear, or maybe at full gear, that we're destined for an MJF Orange Cassidy heavyweight title program. Wow. They wow. believe in Orange Cassidy that much. He is that much of a star. When he had, I mean, Tiff, I'm sure you remember, when he was on Dark and the first time he ever entered a ring in AEW, he got that road, like, what it's literally defined as a road warrior pop. Like, yeah. the entire arena shook. When he was at full gear, people went apeshit bananas for him because they just wanted to see this guy. Yeah. And all I think, out. And I all think, out and all out, yeah, and... and I was there. They went nuts when he did the dive. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's he's an amazing wrestler. And he's had his, I, I don't know if he's had history with MJF, but I think it's just like, that's one person who's like his development. It sucks. It wasn't in front of a live crowd because it's just like the reaction we would have seen would have been right. unbelievable. Yeah. And I think when we get back to live audiences, we're going to see an MJF with the belt taking on orange casting. It's going to be fantastic. Mm. It's going to be chef's kiss. Cause they're Ooh. made, they're made to hate each other. Like the yeah. jungle boy MJF title feud. That's in a few years. This is made for right now. So I'm going orange Cassidy all the way. Wow. You guys are the dream team right now. I like what you both said, you know, to saying, Hey, orange Cassidy, you know, this is his time. This is a big win for him. Bill hitting it right on the head saying, what's the better moment? You know, you need Jericho in the, in the juice uh, screaming and, and really just going nuts about it. So that would be great. It was also really cool to see um, the wrestlers, especially uh, Jericho, react to that limited live crowd. You could really feel the difference. Um, they played right off him immediately. Um, I know last week Jericho jumped on commentary. Um, so it's good. You know, it's it's crazy to think, uh, you know, as Nunes always says, it's like things are getting better and worse at the same time. Mm. Um, so, you know, like we always say, just be careful out there. People stay safe uh, and stay positive. Also, um, Jericho's not like opposed to like putting a young guy over. I thought his match tonight with Joey Janela wasn't good because like he basically just really? he just squashed Joey. But then at the same time, Sonny Kiss came into the ring and laid his ass out. He clocked Jericho with a forearm. Like, he just yeah. decked him to the fucking ground. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Didn't we uh, see Sonny Kiss recently there, uh, Tiff? Yeah. Just hanging <laughs> out. <laughs> Synergy. <laughs> He's just wonderful. I love him so much. But Jericho you know, was... Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. It's just funny, like, because, you know, we're talking about, like, Joey Janela, and, it, like, it's so weird to me because... Like, we still see him at, like, GCW. And, like, or he, bars he, at the Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, and I, like, I go nuts, like, watching him on, like, GCW. And he's, like, lost weight. And he's been, like, you know, working harder. So, like, to see him, like, like he just main event against Alex Zane. Excuse the me. Sauce. <laughs> the sauce. Oh, is that another? Yeah. Oh, anyway. Um, oh, uh, first off, Rob. Okay. I, 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 Looks aside, because he is a snack. Um, you would listen. I could. I could. I could say these things, man. I am secure in who I am as a human being. 
Alex Zane for you. Alex Zane and Blake Christian Rob, you would <laughs> love these guys. They oh embody God. that old school Mysterio high flying shit, man. Yeah. It is right in your wheelhouse. Yeah, both they husbands. Don't... I need to take Rob to see the husbands because they know me. Obviously, they know me. I gotta take you to see the husbands now. So I took you to okay. Synergy. I gotta take you to go see the husbands because you're gonna love the husbands oh, yeah. because they're they're insane. Like I can't I can't like talk them up. Like the stuff. I you know what? We're gonna talk off the, after this because yeah. They are, they are they, Rob. I'm telling you, this is these are the type of guys that you will watch and be like, holy shit. This is the next generation. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is it. I speak 100%. my language. Hundred uh, percent. And uh, I, but yeah, it's 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 watching these guys. I don't know where the fuck we were talking about before. <laughs> Shit. Well, well, that's what we we're talking about. I'm just ah, oh no, Jericho. So Jericho, yeah, we're talking about Sonic Kiss. Okay, connected yeah, the dots. Like, no, Jericho that said that he has like on a was on an interview or a, some interview or podcast. He was talking about he's like there are a number of undercard guys in AEW. He's like about fifteen of them that I have written long-term stories with that I want to fight them. He's like, so if you're an AEW and you can hear me now and you're like, Oh, I'm not doing anything. Oh, what am I doing? He's like, I have a story with you that has not been done yet. So to me, uh, if he's going to go out there and have a program with Sonny kiss, when he comes back, yeah, book it, want it. If he's going to do a longer program with Janela, book it, want it. Like this Jericho's in this role that I, he's Terry Funk. He is the Terry Funk of AEW, and if people don't remember Terry Funk in ECW, he was going out there and having knockdown, drag out, awesome matches, making guys in ECW left and right, whether it was Raven or Dreamer or Candido, like all these dudes. This is Stevie Richards, especially, like all these dudes. This is what he did. And now Jericho is literally doing this in AEW. So Jericho in AEW, his future is, it's still, it's crazy exciting and that's at this point you should be like he should just be working like three times a year but he's not very very interesting stuff guys and uh i did want to point this out before we do uh get into our main event here oh you're missing one match by the way oh go ahead you're missing your boy matt hardy oh that's right matt hardy in a broken uh rules match against the spanish god sammy guevara Coast a broken rules match is I don't remember all the rules. I know the big one is if Matt Hardy loses, he's out of AEW. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, more importantly, I want to know when that list of husbands battle royale is gonna happen for <laughs> Tiff today. Or um, you know, I don't know if she I don't know if she could take it. I think she needs like seven fans that. right nope. now. Everybody keeps saying it. I can't. I can't. I can't. <laughs> she needs. To, she's like Dalton Castle right now. She needs some Ooh, boys with fans my, right now. Rob finally witnessed me live at a show. Okay, <laughs> it was fun. So if uh, yeah, it was fun because I got the shit like heckled out of me. Right, poor Rob. Like I like <laughs> I was like pulling him out of the way with the people that like like darkened <laughs> him and shit like that. Right, I'm a lot. But I love it. You know, like, I love these shows and stuff like that. And I support everybody. Like, I really do. Like, I really, really love it. But, right? Like, Gangon comes out. I lose my shit. Okay? Charlie comes out. Forget it. You know? So Well, if you're I mean, Rob's a, Rob's a big Charlie fan. I can see him over her, her over his shoulder. <laughs> Not that Charlie. <laughs> hey, listen. Even if it was. Mason. No judgment. <laughs> but, yeah. No, no I, I can't. Oof. No. Okay. Anyway, let's let's talk about this match. <laughs> well, 
We'll do the list on another show for sure. That'll be a whole episode right there. Oh, shit. Uh, I can't. <laughs> so I'm Matt Hardy taking on Sammy in this one. I can see Matt Hardy kind of going away for a little bit. Uh, Sammy getting the win here. What about you guys? I'm going to turn to Tiffany first because it gets her in a minute. Mm. Yeah, it's, 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 this is another match that I'm kind of like confused about. Um, Sammy's a star. I've been a fan of Sammy since day one. I, I've been saying this. This kid is going to be in the title picture one day. Um, he's he's really, really, really good. Um, and I love the fact that Matt Hardy wants to like work with him as well. So um, I don't see Matt Hardy leaving, though. I just I don't know. Like, even if it's like temporary, I just. Uh, I feel like I, the possibility, like whatever happened with with him with Private Party, what happened here? You forgot about our boys? Like, uh, no, I mean he said he he's mentioned them a bunch, but yeah, but like we don't see him so much with him now. He's just like focused on Sammy, which is great. Um, and I'm really looking forward to this match, and I love I love it that uh, you know he's gonna put over Sammy, and Sammy did just win right uh, last week, was it? Yeah, he did. The yeah, so something kind of tells me like Matt's going to win this match because of that, and I guess that's maybe that's bad because it's kind of like WWE thought process, maybe a little bit. And I don't even watch WWE, but I feel like I'm a little processed for that. But I feel like Sammy's gonna look really, really good in this match, but I think Matt's gonna take it. Yeah, all right, Matt for the win. Bill is thinking very intensely on this one. I think Sammy's gonna win. Because I think the one thing we've we've just learned about Matt Hardy is like obviously he's been very frustrated with AEW in terms of the fact like I think there was a grand plan for him, but there was no crowd, and I think the crowd was a big part of what his plan was going to be. So I think Matt Hardy will go away, but we're going to get a whole cinematic like grand sweeping plan for Matt Hardy, like the rebirth of Matt Hardy, like. He's coming back from the dead. Like, I could see that. I could see this being some sort of wild, broken Matt Brother Nero type shit. I don't, not that mm-hmm. Jeff Hardy will be in AEW. Mark my words. Um, I definitely think that. Unless he resigns with WWE, I think he's going to AEW. And I think because I just think it's a, I, there's something to me that just thinks it's inevitable. Um, because I think Jeff and Matt against the Young Bucks on TNT would be huge. Um, but I think Matt's going to come back and he's got some sort of artistic masterpiece that he has not unleashed on AEW yet. So I think that's what's going to happen. And I think AEW is a little clogged right now with talent. So for Matt to take a step back and go work on his creative stuff to come back allows for other people to have spots on the show. And I think we need to move past Matt and Sammy. I think they'll revisit it because I think we still, we still have a Hardy compound match to happen. And I think that Hardy compound match He's either with Sammy or Jericho. And I so I'm going to go Sammy on this one. Oh, okay. Although Sammy <clears throat> did get in a lot of shit for hitting him with that real chair. Um, you know, just coming off suspension, then chucking a real chair at Matt Hardy, and then busting him open in the most brutal way possible by accident. Uh, so, yeah, I, I still i am going to say that it's going to be Sammy all the way. Love it. Yeah, that's that's a safe pick. I'm interested to see where that one goes. But now let's get to our main event, and then we'll get some shameless promo out of the way. Uh, we got to talk about the champ, the AW world champ, uh, John Moxley, taking on MJF in this very interesting political type feud going on here. Um, you know, I've I've got knocked for this a lot appearing on other shows. Like I am, and I know I'm not supposed to be because he's a heel, but I have not been on the MJF train like everybody else. Um, you know, I. 
obviously not my style of wrestler. Obviously, yes, I'm supposed to hate him, but uh, I'm just not behind MJF. I, I don't think he is that genius that everyone sees. Um, you know, I, I think he's creative. I, I think he's good at what he does, but everyone is so behind MJF to the point where they think he's going to pull this one out. So let me ask you guys this. Do you think this is where MJF wins the AW world title? Hmm. No, I don't. And here's the here's the guy that I again I've been followed in the indies as well, and I used to heckle the shit out of him. So Rob, oh, now you know that. you see what I do. So you could only imagine what I used to do to MJF. I would love to see that. <laughs> I was bad. <laughs> I'm sure he had a, a retort or two. Oh yes, oh yes, he used to. Oh man, the crap that I used to give him over here in uh, SWA in Long Island that actually they rebooted back up because they they stopped for a while. So I see him there and create a pro and all that shit and the nice. shit that he used to give me actually i think i have a, a thingy over here too <laughs> uh-oh it's kind of dull but it's like a knife through it <laughs> no i have a brawler <laughs> yeah, what is that it's a microphone roller oh nice yeah so for those listening yeah. at home it's actually it was like one of the aew pro wrestling t boxes or whatever that they had the you know they had an aew one so i did it awesome. uh, but anyway um so, again, here's a guy that, again, like I said, that I followed, right? And he's very good on the mic, obviously, right? He's going to make you, like, hate him. And it, it always, like, again, it's always been like that. He's very good like that. Me, personally, um, I think he's not the best in the ring uh, yet. I still think he's got a long way ahead. He's young still. Like, he's got a long way ahead of him as well. I think eventually he will be with the belt. I just don't think it's his time right now against Moxley. And you have to think, who's going to put the company on the back of AEW? John Moxley is the perfect person for it. I just feel like he's not ready. But I feel like eventually we're going to get this this turn with Wardlow and MJF. And I think that's that this is going to happen this weekend. That Wardlow is going to get MJF back for what happened in the past with uh, Dynamite as well costing him. So I think Wardlow is going to cost mjf this title this weekend so good stuff tiff and, and i'm glad you didn't kill me i was expecting everyone to give me the hate for hating on mjf so i i like everything that you said there tiff i i fully agree with everything although i don't think mock should be number one on the pwi 500 that's another episode bill again you know i know should you're saying adam cole else. but again i'm telling you adam cole they consider it nxt the minor leagues it's not the main roster that's why he got the but shaft you're, you're, I'm you're telling, talking about companies you're not talking about people you're talking about companies is exactly it's a, why it's a worked list and oh, it, shocking and it's it's the people who are, a lot of people still consider nxt minor league I don't uh, personally agree with that. You know I don't. And you know I I don't think Moxley was even the number one from AEW. I mean, he I mean, think about where he was from before uh you know, when he got to AEW where he was just a joke and now is basically he was getting Steve Austin reactions in AEW. Like from that crowd. I'm not saying it's comparative like with audience and whatever, but like in AEW he was getting these like fever pitch insane reactions and you also remember he went to new japan got the same reactions dominated did the g1 yep. which is one of the craziest tournaments you're going to get in wrestling did that fucked up his arm still went out and like yep. killed it so moxley has an, an argument to be made for number one but the reason adam cole baby 
was not put number one is because people just don't see. There are certain people who are saying, and again, it's 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 script. It's a little fake. NXT is still, you know, it's not main roster, quote unquote, for a lot of people. Not fair, not right, but I'm saying that's the reason why. So spilled oh, yeah, milk. Shot. We can't we can't put it back in the bowl. But yeah. Plus, you missed the headline of AEW has arrived. You know, when you put Moxie on the cover, now you have that extra headline. Well, but put, uh, I could go on. We'll see that. You could have put Jericho the there, and you could have put yeah. Cody there. So, yeah. uh, but Absolutely. regardless. So for another this episode. For this ma- episode. Yeah, we, we have to do a PWI one. We missed it last year. But I think MJF is the truth, and I think he is going to take it. Now, it doesn't bear a lot of questions. What do you do with Mox after this? Who does he fight? That's a question I don't know right now. Um, but I think MJF, it's just like AEW has had this habit of building people up and then the former WWE guy remains on top. Ryan Cage gets built up for Mox, loses. Cody gets, you know, Lance gets built up, he loses. But Brody Lee takes from Cody. Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's time to pull the trigger on an MJF because where do you go with MJF after this? He's lost. Well, do you like have I said, chase? you have to turn with, with Orlo and then you start that feud up because I mean, is, it, would, it was already going on before the fact. I don't think, so I don't know if Wardlow's, to me, I, I, I could see it, but I don't know if Wardlow's on that level ready to go just yet. Because I still see him as the guy, like, I still see him as that, I always thought he was going to be the heavy in that Cody, F, this theorized Cody, FTR, Wardlow, Horseman gimmick. Because I've heard Cody talk on podcasts just about and in interviews just like these those three guys, how great they are. I'm just like, wow, how great would it be for Cody to have for Wardlow to be in a group with those guys? He gets built up. He's like that Magnum TA, Lex Luger, Randy Orton, Dave Batista guy who's built up behind the veterans and then he takes it. Um, but I just look at it like MJF is just like he's ready. And man, he's such a shit ass heel that you have so many people that you could, you want to see him lose. So you're gonna have so many people. You could have yeah, you get Darby, the- and then you're gonna have and and there's so many and and Hangman and Kenny and all these people going after him, and his loss. And especially, I think if it's gonna be Orange, I'm still hoping that's gonna work. Whereas Mox, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's like the like, could they stretch this out for another week or two where Mox does the I, – could I see the paradigm shift happening when the referee's knocked out and then Mox throws a submission on? Of course. And then MJF has – could bring smart Mark Sterling back on uh, from the Indies. Of course, you know him. Okay. Uh, I appreciate a man with a lovely head of gray hair. Um, and you could see him – you know, we could set up another match. Well, my we saw this and it was bullshit. We're gonna have it. We're appeal. We're doing it full gear. You know what I mean? I could see that, but I'm gonna go MJF on this one because they've built it up way too much. It's it's funny because I always say this: Who's the person that takes the belt off Moxley? Because you built this damn monster, right? And like I I'm with Rob on this. I just don't I just don't see it yet. It's just not yet. That that's me personally, and maybe again, maybe I'm being biased. I don't know, you know. And the funny thing was, I wasn't even really a Dean Ambrose fan, you know. So like, I was for Mox, like a hot minute, yeah. 
Moxley, like, I don't know. I believe like how they built him. Like, I just like fell in love with Moxley. I'm like, okay, I, I believe it. Right. You know who I would love to take the belt? Like, right. Like I talked a little bit like long-term booking that I could see like Kenny being the cleaner and then like, okay, hangman page taking the belt off. Like that's what I feel like's going to happen. But you know who I would love to take off the belt? Moxley? Pac. I would love for Pac to come back and take the belt off of him. Like, oh, give me, give me, give me, give me. Because that's what I thought originally was going to be our original champ. I, but, I, I just look at it like, when the hell are we going to see him, though? I know, I that's know. The that's the problem. That's I, what I, I would love. I, yeah, we might not see him till next summer. That's the thing that I sucks. Know. Oh, damn COVID. Go away. Fucking COVID. <laughs> I'm mad. Just... I was supposed to go to AEW Dynamite Jersey. Damn it. I, was I, had, a lo- I had a luxury box. Oh. <laughs> I had a luxury box for that show. I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so but yeah, but I mean, again, what, like, the, what, what's being said, I think it goes back to Tiffany's originally, original point from earlier in the show is like, it can literally go either way and yeah. logically go either way where you can see like, okay, where does this go? And there, 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 there are roots that, that each wrestler can take going right. forward. And that's, that's okay. what makes AEW so enjoyable because if Moxley wins, yeah, it sucks that MJF didn't get it, but man, there's paths for Moxley to go and maybe Lance Archer is the guy who takes it. Maybe it's Ricky. Maybe it's somebody. And okay, those will be good feuds. But if it's MJF, oh man, you can get Darby. You can get Orange. You can get this person, that person. Yeah, absolutely. There are good stories for you to go. Whereas if you watch other companies, sometimes historically someone wins a match, you're like, Okay, where do we go from here? Like we saw it in WCW all the time. It's like, okay, that guy won. Now what? <laughs> it's yeah. the, okay, the same group of three guys that he's going to wrestle over and over again. It's not going to happen. So, uh, it's very interesting. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is. MJF. Okay, there it is. And Tim, again, I, my uh, predictions yeah, are always wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I'm definitely going Mox now. No, um, you should. Tiff, I, you should. No, I, I agree with what you're saying over there, Tiff. I'm glad it's not just me who who sees MJF through that lens. You know, no disrespect or anything like of that. Of course not. No, it's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, oh, we not. all have opinions. It's, I mean, it's not a negative opinion. It's just like there's a lot of guys that, you know, they're still young and there's that potential, right? That AEW clearly saw you know, potential in a lot of these wrestlers. And I get it all the time. Like people give me shit all the time about my boys, private party. Yeah. I'm biased because I know them and stuff like they're that. Right. Great too. I think they're yeah, great. They're like really but awesome. there's a lot of people that they just don't like them. They're like, they're not good. They're not entertaining or whatever the scenario is. Do you they know? not but have like, eyes? I mean, that's well, a thing. You know, that's a whole story. I fight with everybody with it or whatever. So it's, it's not, it's not a bad thing because I, I like, I like MJF. Don't get me wrong. I like him. Right. I like, I, I think, like I said, I think he's great on the mic. Right. I just think he still, he has a lot to learn and, and that's okay. And he will get there because you got to remember, and this is the, the thing about the indie scene. These wrestlers might not be wrestling every week. Maybe they're wrestling once a month, you know? Maybe they're not wrestling as much and they're not getting, you know, all the training that maybe that they would on a higher platform, you know? But they're going to get there, right? Like, you have all these coaches and, and all these other wrestlers. You're only going to get better. So See, I, I was totally on that train, too, until I saw the MJF Jungle Boy match. Because I was like, man, MJF is like, He's killer on the mic, but in the ring, I'm like, he's good. 
we need he needs to be on the <laughs> on the stove for a little longer. He needs to needs to keep simmering for a little bit. I saw that hit match with him and Jungle Boy, and I was like, shit, he actually he got wow. That is not the MJF I've I've seen yet. So I'm just like, why not? And man, I mean, ultimately, what would what would what would my instincts would love if you know we revisit that lights out match at full gear we get a bloody brawl between mjf and moxley for the title as long as it's not in baltimore because no people reported well someone reported them to the commission former wcw announcer did (laughs) how it is uh and they um man to see those two guys in a knockdown, drag out, crimson mask, brawl, tape fists, just wearing jeans. That's that's fucking wrestling right there, man. And I, I if we have to go if that's what I get out of that, I will take a, a Moxley win and that feud down the down the road because uh, you know, I, I love myself a good blood feud. Oh boy. You know it, Rob. Coast to I'm... as my as our buddy Kenny P would say, coast to coast. Double juice blade job, brother. I'm in for it. <laughs> oh boy. Well, Tiffany's I'll tell you like, this concerning never that match. This guy on a podcast when he's drinking. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, before we get out of here, and thank you again for throwing this thing together last minute. You know, we're cranking out the podcast. We got a lot of content coming out. A lot of shameless promo. Tiff, we got to find out who made those dolls. But Tiff, tell everyone where they can follow you on No Holds Bar Network. Uh, of course, all the Lee Pod, all that good stuff. And where can we get that shirt? That awesome shirt. No, no the Queen of the Indies shirt. Yeah. Oh, we lost you. We lost she got to turn her uh, mic on. Uh, we lost audio. She's coming yeah, back. I don't know what how I clicked the dance. Oh, that's a, she was she was dancing over there. Yeah, I get excited. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, you can get the awesome shirt on Teespring on No Holds Bar Network. So actually, uh, our girl. Maria, who does the outro of being the elite, and she does all those awesome. The shirt I'm wearing right now, like she did. This is this, oh, is, a, well. this is an exclusive Maria shirt. Uh, did she do I the Toy have... Story one? Yeah, she oh, did. Oh my god! Yes, yeah, she did. That's that girl best. is amazing. I met her in All Out last year. Uh, she lives in Denmark. I love that girl to death. Like wow. Denmark. Wow. Yes. Yes, and I threw her under the bus the private party, and she always reminds me of me. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you definitely – so, like, I'll give you guys all her information, too, if you want to, like, uh, put all her stuff in the description as well because that girl should be all over the place because she's absolutely amazing. Um, so you can probably find me at an indie show, like I always say. Uh, <laughs> but you can find me on Twitter at lovesdodream82. I'm on the No Holds Barred Network with all my million podcasts. I don't know how I sleep. Um, but yeah, so that's where I am. So that's great. Tiff, thank you so much for a few minutes and you can catch Tiff at these socially distanced safe indie shows that we love to support getting her friend Ray chopped by about Ooh. half the roster, which is so much fun. All the respect and love to Ray right now. That is, was my favorite part of the show. Uh, Brandon Kirk with that chop. Oh man. I, I, nothing <laughs> respect. I I'm Brandon uh, Kirk and I'm going to chop Ray. <laughs> Oh, man, that was a good time. Uh, I'm excited for that. Uh, Bill, tell everyone where they can follow you on Twitter and a little website called thepopbreak.com. Um, yeah, I mean, I just tweet a lot about wrestling, so I guess that's on brand for this podcast. So, yeah, I'm at BodkinWrites, W-R-I-T-E-S. I uh, just want to give a little quick shout-out and remembrance. Um, uh, a really, really good wrestling journalist, uh, 
Casey Michael, who runs Squared Circle Siren, uh, passed away today. Uh, one of the great reporters on uh, about women's wrestling broke so many stories about signings and comings and goings and just things that were happening in in women's wrestling. Um, um, they're on Twitter at SC Sirens. Uh, great site. Uh, definitely follow them if you're into women's wrestling. And unfortunately, uh, he had been bad on a lot. Of, I didn't know him personally. Uh, Got a lot of health issues uh, recently, like I said, passed away this uh, t- this afternoon. But give them a follow because they're a great outlet for women's wrestling information. So, uh, and if there's any GoFundMe or stuff like that, and if you have a couple bucks, definitely donate because that dude, you know, he went through a lot. So, um, but outside of that, um, I run thepopbreak.com, which is a pop culture entertainment website that uh has been going on for 11 years this september of this month i should say the end of this month and um we're at the pop we're the popbreak.com uh it's our url we're at popbreak.com all spelled out on twitter forward slash popbreak.com all spelled out on facebook at the popbreak on instagram i host co-host the socially distance podcast with uh, my managing editor al manorino which is on google Podcasts, spotify apple Podcasts, and anchor i have to count it on my hands because i never remember how many things i'm on and i also have pop break tv on the same uh feeds and um you know proud member of the bcp uh where you can hear me not being a fan of Randy Orton and always talking positive, <laughs> making AEW references in WWE podcasts. And, uh, yeah. So Rob, thank you as always for having me. And I have merch that Rob made for me. So go to Teespring and look up <laughs> lay editor in chief and all proceeds go to whatever charity Rob deems fit. Because if Keep you buy one of my that. stuff, God bless you. <laughs> so hard. That's awesome. Uh, Bill, do you want to get the Randy Orton out now, or do you want to save it no, for the next No, this is AEW. This is something I enjoy. No, no but I just you know if you need to. <laughs> this is something I love. I love AEW. If <laughs> you're not watching it. Dynamite, you should be. It's great. And don't forget, Dynamite, this weekend, it's on uh, Bleacher Report. It's like a $50 job, so pick it up. It's worth it. I have not watched an AEW pay-per-view yet where I haven't loved. And so, yeah, it's worth the money. Yeah. Very, it's so good. Very well said. And we'll be watching it again under the stars, little shameless promo, uh, the all out watch party in Atlantic city at the showboat. Tommy dreamer will be there. Uh, a lot of great matches going on there. I believe there's also a concert and comedy show. It's an all day event down in Atlantic city. Can't wait for that guys. Uh, also be aware that September is pediatric cancer awareness month. Uh, so do what you can to support relief efforts there. Uh, I know I'm trying to reach out to our good friend, Tiff, uh, Ref Ryan T, uh, the good brother over there, trying to have him on. I know he's got some stories. He does a lot of uh, great, great work for some great causes. Uh, so hoping to have him on. If you want to co-host Tiff, that would be fantastic. Do it. Um, Slash, please do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I will. I'll give you a lot more heads up on that one than I did tonight. Trust me. <laughs> uh, also, guys, very important to me. October third, Val's pals go to war uh, for a great family for a great kid named Val who loves wrestling. A lot of medical expenses. Uh, really loves loves wrestling connects with the wrestlers uh, a lot of the indie talent have been so good to him and his family uh, love those guys they're fantastic it's going to be a great show you if you can't make it uh, you can donate a seat um, a, a lot of the match sponsorships proceeds go directly to the family uh, we also have names like brian cage confirmed for the event uh, impacts ace austin also confirmed for the event so very very proud to be sponsoring that for great cause and a great family. And I think that's enough shameless promo for now. Um, Bill, Tiff, thank you so much for a few minutes of your time making this happen. As we always say here, 
on the BCP. Stay safe. Stay positive. Take care of each other. We are out. Peace. Soul made of stone And I will